0: Thanks for tuning back into the Catch My Drift podcast. This is your host, Matt Kelmis. We're back after the holiday season. I hope everybody had a good one. We got with us today Nathan Chick, regular guest. He's with us to give a whitetail season recap. Well, it is the end of December. Whitetail season, for the most part, is wrapping up. We got a the fat lady hasn't s- started singing yet. I'm there's still a, hunting, buddy. There, there's a little bit of season left. Yep. We, uh, my season was done pretty early on in the year. Fortunately, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a kind of a bittersweet thing. Uh, as a whitetail hunter, you go out your first day and you you kind of hope it's a good a good first sit. Um, there's a lot to be said about the first sit of the year or a first sit at any stand. It's unpressured. It's cool. And I had a pretty good sit in my first sit. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Real good. I'd say it was, yeah, it was a pretty good sit there, uh, Big Mac. Yeah. yeah. But we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about well, Nathan. Nathan's can, season. We can talk about you, nah, too, maybe a little bit. Yeah. We should. <laughs> you should want to talk about that. But we're here to talk about
0: your season and... Uh, and I guess how how your 2021 season went this uh this this year was a little bit of a a unique year for you you didn't break your ankle this year (laughs) you you were sure of your every step and and kind of uh kind of where you were walking and your sure-footedness but um it was a little bit different of a season this year in that you you hunted a new farm um in Wisconsin a different farm that you hadn't hadn't been on before yep so we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk a little bit about how how your how your normal farm hunted this year, and uh, I guess how you, how you did. Let's go. All righty. <laughs> so uh, I guess let's let's go through um, from when we had you on last. Um, I guess it was kind of the start. Of, we we hadn't even started the hunting season yet. Yep. So let's go. Let's wind back. Uh, we'll, we'll give our listeners here a little bit of a. Insight
1: as to how your season looked how did your how did your bow season pan out? well, last time I was on i said i'm gonna i'm gonna kill a big one early <laughs> right away during bow season. Unfortunately, that did not happen i I got on some really good deer, rolled some good footage right away um, season started great um, kind of what my my goal this year was obviously to you know kill a big buck on camera, but I wanted to just you know, I I wanted to just have a plan this year and stick to it, mm-hmm. and target one or two big bucks and really hone in on them. And I had a really good uh, the jackpot ten, which you've seen pictures of, dandy, and that's what I targeted earlier. Um, you know, right away both season, so I was after him. I I felt like you know it's it's tough when you it's. Hey, bow season's open. It's time to hunt. To wait just for the perfect conditions to get after a big buck, but that's what I was gonna try to do this year. Is just let's go that way. Let's just focus in on one or two deer. Let's figure out where they're bedding, where they're coming through, when to hunt, and and go after it that way. And that's what I did, and and I had I had good success. You know, seeing good bucks and. And, um, got on them, got on pretty early and, and, um, you know, the way it turned out early on bow season, uh, didn't get them in for a shot, but, um, stuck to my plan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: So the, one of the primary locations that you had one of your cameras set, was when one of these deer was coming in and it was on a, it was on a certain wind. Right. So you wanted to wait for that certain wind. Yep. And maybe you didn't get lucky enough with Mother Nature wasn't on your side, I guess, as much as you ho- had hoped.
1: Yep. So I, I hunted that stand only on northeast or straight north winds um, to start the season. So I stayed out of there till I had the first opportunity to hunt a, a north or a northeast wind, which gives me really good access to that spot. Um, undetected, the way I see it at least, you know, easier access. Um don't have to go through a lot to get to that stand where i'm not leaving a lot of stuff behind mm-hmm. Um first set of the year filming had these uh you know really really good night really good night footage wise too where um you know two bucks that probably a lot of people would have shot Um, had them in both of them in at 13 yards rolled really good footage of them for 20 minutes and i just knew at that time that i'm doing the right thing you know when you got two bucks out in front of you at 13 yards for 20 minutes Mm -hmm. and they go off and they do their own thing after that keep doing that and and this buck was actually uh the buck i was after the jackpot 10 from everything that i thought he was doing he was when he was coming through my spot he was he was bedding on the neighbor's farm coming through my spot on a north, north when I could take advantage of when he was coming through it was going to be a north wind that's what he liked to use or a northeast um and I just stuck to that and I <laughs> I I stuck to that maybe too close mm-hmm. you know what I mean where I had him I had him one night in there on uh on a west wind where it kind of blew my mind I'm, man what's he doing but he was there like 20 minutes before dark and i was like damn it Mm -hmm. you know but we were there but i felt like hey for all the success i was having with seeing the deer that i was seeing getting in and out of that spot not bumping anything how i was hunting it i was going to keep doing that and just sticking to it i'm not doing any more harm um sooner or later I'm gonna hunt that wind. He's gonna be there. I'm gonna kill him. That's mm-hmm. what I was doing, and and um, I probably stuck to to that more than I ever have, you know. Besides sitting other stands on different winds, just because it's such a small spot, um, that I really focused in on that one buck and and just went after him. You yeah,
0: know? yeah. That that uh, that early season, you really walk a fine line of sticking to the plan and trying to think outside the box. Yep, and it's tough it's really tough to you know if i venture off too far do i bump him if i stick yep. to the plan too much am i not hunting him enough yep it's it's really it's a tough Well, call. And,
1: and it's you know like i said i i uh i knew i hadn't screwed anything up and he he remained you know consistent on camera Hey, it's going to be a matter of time. I'm going to be there. He's going to be there. That's when it's going to happen. But I, I did pass up, you know, other, other cameras that I had in front of other stands, like the big oak stand that me and you hung last year. Mm-hmm. And We might talk about that later. But I saved that that stand for one, you know, situation um, at the right time of the year, which is what I was doing. Um, and just, yeah, I was I was targeting one or two bucks. A uh, buck that I passed up last year that, oh, I don't know, pr- put on a good 20, 25 inches this year, the number one. Wow. And the jackpot 10, um, you know, it's, when you're hunting a, a smaller spot like that, you don't want to overpressure any spot, obviously. Mm-hmm. But when you're hunting a spot like that and you got deer on camera like that, poof, it's, it's hard to stay out of there when you know you can be in there and maybe hunt different stands and and maybe if he's not there maybe then then he's gonna be on this one tonight or whatever. But um I just felt like my best opportunity to to kill him and not mess up the spot was gonna be on that that north northeast wind early season where I was. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. That's what I went after. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So leading in, leading into
0: shotgun season you had some pictures of these deer you were pretty hopeful
1: that one of them's going to give you the slip and yeah so you know we don't we don't talk about you know um a lot of like different products that you know we might try or whatever um but i tried one this year that that i um had my eye on for a while and when I was over in Wisconsin I was in a brand new bow shop and it's it's called scrape fix and I I had ran into guys at like Fleet Farm and stuff that were like looking for this in the aisle okay that I'd that I'd heard this you know what are you looking for I'm, I'm looking for a scrape fix what the hell is scrape well long story short I was in this new bow shop over in Wisconsin and and they had scrape fix I picked it up and you know Um, I had these deer using this scrape line pretty consistently, kind of right where I was focusing my early season stuff on, so it was going to work out really good. As the season went on, you know, these bucks started dispersing more and I'd see them less and less. I came back, I put that scrape fix up, I made a mock scrape, I actually, uh, bought the vine I don't know if you've seen yep. the vine. Oh, yeah, you bet. Just, just to try it. And I'm not kidding you. The, this isn't, like, anything to do with scrape fix trying to whatever. This is just something that <laughs> try it for me at work. Um, I had the number one and the jackpot 10 hit a mock scrape that I made the day before on consecutive days when the number one hadn't been there for three weeks and the jackpot 10 hadn't been there for two weeks huh and they hit it back-to-back day so I'm like okay so what is that scrape fix stuff is that a is, is it a powder right so it's a the one I bought at least um, it's kind of like a windicator almost okay it's a powder and you you know, put it on your licking branch, whatever. And the, and I bought a a liquid that was like a scrape igniter. I used a combination of the different ones. I couldn't tell you, you know, the orange one is the one that I use the most and that's what seemed to work. Sure. Um, but I've made a million mock scrapes in my life to where, I don't know if it works or not, but these bang, it was like, okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to try it. Well, that, that turned me back on to like, these deer these deer are still around we're getting to like um mid-october now Mm -hmm. you know where it's just if you're not on them it's it's still nice to know that they're using your spot or they're there yeah so that just gave me the confidence back and like okay now i'm honing in that's what i'm going to do now is i'm going to hone in on these on these uh scrape lines and and uh still accessing the property the same way still hunting the right wind still only hunting certain winds um but knowing that they're there and having them on camera with something that i felt i felt like they came into that and and once it was there i feel like they came into it pretty consistently like they they'd keep coming back and checking it whether it was in the middle of the night it wasn't all daytime pictures it wasn't you know shooting like pictures and stuff like that but but the later it got towards november when those mature bucks started using that scrape and other mature bucks that weren't those ones where i was like hmm okay now i'm gonna now now i'm gonna uh try this in some other spots and and really just try to try to get the scent out there because i felt like it was working and it was it was Mm -hmm. it was just a cool thing to to see and, and give you the confidence when you're out there to be like, "Hey, man, it, you know a scrape dripper, you know um a scent on this, a scent on that. I knew I wasn't bumping them out of there. they were coming back in to check it, so I'm all about that stuff right now, sure,
0: well, that's cool. I noticed in my in my backyard i I don't have much land back there, and I've talked about this before, but the, i I pulled my camera from there to put it on different spots, but I have a scrape a mock scrape that I made in my backyard and these deer come to come to check it after they drink out of the little water hole back yep. there. But it's still clear clear of any leaves. I right. mean and it's you know, the end of December. It gets used. It does, yeah. Right. Um so I think there's those community scrapes and this might be one like that. It's a scrape igniter that they that they need to come visit and I mean it's their their one of their ways of communication,
1: so So I got, I got, you know, where, where my early season bow stand was, where I'm basically exclusively hunting the number one and I'm hunting the jackpot 10. I'm primarily hunting the jackpot 10. Um, Like I said, the, the number one hadn't been there for a month. Um, But where I made this scrape, it's kind of a, it's a draw going down into this ravine off the edge of this alfalfa that I'm hunting. Now I'm kinda going back and forth between that stand and another stand I have down in there. I'm 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 trying to stick to my guns, you know, focus on the plan and, and just sooner or later they're gonna be there. Well more mature Bucks started just using that draw. Which kinda gave me more options of okay, well I got a stand down here, the big oak stand that we hung. Where do I wanna be? So that, you know, as the season went on, I was still focused on kind of that same area leading into that spot. You know what I mean? As mm-hmm. that as that draw goes in, what stand do I want to be in? Because they're using that draw. Now, what's the best wind I can get in on there and hunt? And what you what what wind are these deer using when they're going and hitting that scrape line? I hunted this scrape line. I don't want to say I hunted it too hard, but I just, man, it was hard to leave it because yeah. it was like if I wasn't there, they were there. If I was there, then then this nice buck came through, and it was just like sooner or later, one of these one of these nice bucks that, and I ended, you know, I ended up lucky that kind of turned a one deer spot into a spot to where like legitimately four really nice bucks were using, mm-hmm. you know? So I, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't turn my back on it. You yeah. know what I mean? I had to, I had to stick to that spot and, and ride it out as, well, as That's how I felt.
0: I remember you telling me about one particular encounter you had earlier this year. I think you were bow hunting when I think it, it had to have been late October, early November, right before the shotgun season where <clears throat> were you hunting out of that uh that big big oak stand that we hung where you had one of the target bucks he had he was chasing a doe up up the valley and he stopped and kind of grunted at him there was oh, a, maybe yeah. there was a little yeah talk okay. a little bit about that encounter
1: so uh it was actually you cowboy and myself um you know we did work out there last year and there's just this big oak out there that is one of those trees where you're like god you gotta have a stand in there you know it's just one of those like me and you could both be in that stand (laughs) and it that tree would cover both of us up and probably somebody else you know it's 10 year 10 yards down off of a field edge it's you know not the greatest uh it's not a pinch point necessarily it's not i don't have a food plot right off it but it's deer use that spot and that is such a good tree to just get up in the tree and know you're going to disappear in mm-hmm. so i saved that that big oak that was the thursday before buck season and so it must have been like november 3rd or yep. something if i can remember it'd be right in there it'd be right in there mm-hmm. and the real killer for that farm is you got to have a. If if I got a east wind on that farm and it's during the rut, or or pre-rut, poof, it, I mean it's a killer. Those bucks are gonna uh, are gonna be checking wind on that ravine, and and checking does and scent checking the whole thing, and just you're gonna see them. If you get in a good spot in there, they're gonna be there. while I saved that spot it was it it wasn't much of an east wind, but it was enough to where I'm like, I'm going to that big oak, haven't sat in it yet it, i don't see any reason why you know today's not gonna be the day mm-hmm. got in there um you know first time in it um you know, hadn't had anything you know stands there, don't have the camera arm up, got up there, did all that um early, and just got set you know like it's nice when you when you get out there and you're set and it's you still got forty five minutes or an hour before it's even you can even think about shooting, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what it was. I just was in there, everything
0: felt good. I guess I don't know what that's like. I'm usually always trying to stretch my sleep time out
1: <laughs> <laughs> pushing it to the yeah, last minute, but <laughs> well, I highly recommend it, yeah, yeah, um. Yeah, got out there, got set up. Um, felt really good. First year I see is a doe, um, and I'd have I'd had does on camera, like bedded down right in front of that stand. So this this you know first doe comes in, I'm like, okay, good. She's standing underneath me, you know, 10-15 yards for 20 minutes, just kind of like licking herself and like she's going to bed down right there and i've i've already gone through like drawn back here checking you know range finding this and range finding that trying to like you know first time in the stand know what you gotta do you Mm -hmm. know knowing where you can shoot and stuff like that and just sitting there watching her and look down at the bottom of the ravine just caught movement you know and i just see this you know big dark body So immediately I'm like, well, that's a buck. Reach back, grab my bow, get turned around. You know, he's 75, 80 yards down the bottom, but he's coming. You know, and he's just, he's got his tail up. He's got his nose down. He's kind of doing that fast walk that they do when they're getting ready to rut. Yep. And I'm sitting here with a doe right underneath my stand. She ain't paying any attention to him. He ain't paying any attention to her, but I'm like, God, he's coming up here to check her. And I'm, like, I'm getting turned around. I'm, like, figuring out where I can shoot at him, and, you know, he's just coming through doing this thing, and I'm finally, he, he, you know, he's, I bet you he's 55 yards, but he's coming up behind the tree, and I'm trying to stop him. I'm trying to figure out where he's going to come through. I ah, ah, I'm trying and he just he don't care, well he gets you know I'm like, damn it, you know it's like i'm I'm trying to look at him, I'm trying to get him on camera, I'm trying to see what he is, and he he don't care about anything but what he's doing. so he comes by and he he gets past me and 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 now I'm turned around this big oak, looking through this little V, and he's a big ten or or the big nine out there he he wasn't the jackpot ten. He wasn't the number one, but he was one of the ones that was that was hitting the script. I mean, he's a shooter. Mm-hmm. I knew he was a shooter right away. And he gets behind me, and I'm still rah, trying to, well, he finally stops, like, 25 yards behind me and just, like, looks back, and I'm like, maybe he saw that doe. Well, and he just keeps going. He goes about another 10 yards. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing the kitchen sink at him. I snort wheeze at him and he just bolts and I'm like, God damn it. I mean, the (laughs) this is like 10 seconds. You know what I mean? This is like trying to find a lane, trying to, trying to figure out which tree I, I arranged him by that he's, you know, he's just, the whole thing's coming. And I'm like, son of a bitch, you know, now he's, now he's gone. Now I blew it. Well, now I got this doe standing right underneath me. That I just, I snort weeds, So she's staring up the tree at me. And I'm like, okay, well, this oak tree is like nine feet wide. <laughs> she doesn't know what I am. So I'm just sitting there and I'm, okay, chill out. I take my time. I turn, I turn back around. I, I wait for her to just calm down. She picks her leg up. and starts like itching her head. I turn around. I sit back down. I still got my bow in my hand. I'm thinking, I'm like, goddamn, what deer was that? And when he was going away, I'm like, well, I'm at least going to get him on footage I'm gonna, so I can look back at it later. So I yep. hit record on the camera and just kind of forgot about it, you know. But I, when I looked at the camera screen, I was like, it was black. And I'm like, well, I don't know if he just wasn't in there. I was on a tree branch or whatever. A lot of stuff going through my head, and I'm thinking, I don't Yeah, know. you got
0: to. Your first instinct is on that deer, not on, you know, your camera. And you, right. Yeah. Yep. If you got to shoot a deer off, off camera, well, so Right. Well, I
1: mean, that deer came up through the bottom. I looked at him like, well, that's a buck. Grab my bow. Well, that's a shooter. And he's coming through the whole time, and I'm, you know, trying to stop him, trying to.
0: So he blazes past you. So he's gone.
1: At this point, he's gone. Now I get, that doe calms down. I get turned around. She's calmed back down, and I'm sitting there watching her. Like, five minutes go by, I'm thinking, oh my like, God damn it, what buck was that? And I'm frustrated. I'm like, son of a bitch. You know, like, I don't know what buck that was. He came through so damn fast. I. He was he was far enough away where I probably wouldn't have shot at him anyways, but, you know, if maybe he would have stopped in the right lane and I knew where he was, yeah, maybe I would have, but, you know, he was probably 50. Well, like, five minutes later... That doe perks her head up, and she looks back. So I'm just kind of watching her, and I hear uh, a tree branch break. I look back through that V of the big oak, and here he comes back. And I'm like, okay, now he sees that doe. Now he's coming right back in here to that doe. Now I'm going to kill his ass. So he's now he's going to come 15 yards below me. He's going to come right to her. Now I'm good. I grab the camera, I turn it. Just point it somewhere in the direction of being right down in there. It's gonna be on footage. I hit record. I'm sitting there, I got my bow. I'm looped up. I'm watching him out of the via the tree. I'm watching her. I'm watching him, and I'm just waiting for him to come back through. And stupid me, this is this is where I screwed up. Is I look back at the camera. And that screen was still black. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it, that lens cap isn't open. <laughs> so I reached up for that lens cap. And when I reached up for the lens cap, he's like caught my movement of my hand or something. And I'm, you know, maybe he can see like an inch of my face, whatever. But at, by that time, he had just straight out had it. And he just bolted down the hill. She ran down the hill after him, and I was like, "God, I'm stupid." <laughs> you know, like he was coming right back through here. If i have done nothing else, yeah, he'd have, he'd have, he'd have been right back through here, whether I'd have killed him or not. I'd like to think I woulda. Um, but I, I just that's how I that's how I screwed up on that one, and that was that was a really good buck. That was. Uh, Boy, he he had a, a second chance at life and I gave him a third chance now.
0: Yeah. You know. Well, maybe you'll be able to catch up with him. Yeah, I hope so. So that was bow season. Shotgun season. How how'd that look?
1: Well, shotgun season. I was very excited because the you know, I'm running a couple cell cams out there. And on that scrape line, I got two shooters there on Friday, um, like 3 o'clock, and one was there at, uh, I don't remember when, um, you know, sunset was then, but it was half hour before dark, something like that. So I went back in my early season spot where I was hunting the Jackpot 10, you know, in shotgun range that for sure um got in there early again and had a had a really nice buck um out in the crp right across from that bedded down with the doe and and i didn't get a great look at him it was right away in the morning it was like i don't know 20 minutes after shooting light i could see him kind of bumping this doe and then laid down with her Something like well, it's going to be a long sit. I'm going to wait for him, you know. Well, in the meantime, um, had another nice young, I don't know. He's probably like a 140-10. Okay. Pretty, came. Yeah, I mean pretty nice, respectable. Pretty nice buck. Yeah. Came up through the bottom, and I, I didn't know what deer he was, but I was like, God, I know what deer. He didn't trip my trigger. Sure. You know, so I well, them... when
0: you when you got a a deer like that number one that you showed me pictures of, yeah, and jackpot ten,
1: yeah, yep. Well, yeah, I mean, and the the deer I had the bow encounter with, that was another one that it wasn't either one of those two. And I mean, there was deer and there was deer in there that if I saw him, I you know I'd know right bang. It's time to go right and this wasn't one of those deer i let them walk um that deer that was bedded down um when that deer came through um he took her right up into the alfalfa and, and ran i don't know if he went across the road or wherever he went but that that kind of busted that whole situation up so i was kind of planning on sitting in that stand till that that doe came back down <laughs> to, you know, to where, you know, they bed in the draw that I'm hunting, basically. And he was going to be with her. And he was a shooter, I think. Um, but blew out of there. Um, opening opening night, I had a pretty nice buck come through again, uh, bumping two does. And I'm like, okay, well, he's not a shooter, but he's messing around. One of these does might be hot. One of these big boys might be behind her, you know mm-hmm. waited it out didn't happen um hunted um half that week, you know dark to dark um yeah, saw nice bucks and everything like that but the 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 killer was uh opening day i didn't I didn't know till the next morning or the next afternoon that the number 1 got killed mm. by the neighbor he was a uh, one that i passed up last year on footage um you know and he was he was a nice 10 pointer last year he was low 140s but he was just for sure one that you didn't want to kill if you you know i'm i'm into now where i'm like i want age structure sure you know and he was three last year, so he was four this year. But he put on—he ended up being a 162 incher this year. Oof, so he put on 20, 25 inches. Who knows what he was last year? But he—he uh, he got the pass last year, and he was the number one this year. The neighbor killed him. Opening day or opening night, whatever it was. So that's like uh, okay. Well, I still got good good bucks on camera. Still yep. got the jackpot ten. Still got uh, actually the when he got killed my number one was uh just a really really big old eight pointer just you know like 260 70 pound buck that just big frame Mm -hmm. you know thick heavy just a just a bruiser that's what i really wanted to kill um and he used that scrape line pretty consistently um well, that's kind of what I switched to after that, but the jackpot 10 was still around, and I kept hunting kind of how I was hunting. It came down. Um, I actually was hunting that big the scrape line um, where the big 9 had been, the big jack jackpot 10 had been. Um, and I actually had that. I, had, I hadn't told you this before, I actually had that big nine at probably 70 yards. Really. With my yeah, with my shotgun with a doe. Um and he just is like how old deer are and I'm not going to take a shot at a deer like that that I have any question in my mind whether I can kill him or not. Yep. And I had him at about 70 yards. I could have neck shot him. Um, I thought, well, I hoped that he'd come up to where the doe was, and he just does what old bucks do at the right time, and he just hung up, and he was kind of down on this you know, on the upward swing of this draw, um and he just hung up and he just hung up and he just hung up till it was like dark mm-hmm. and I spent i don't know I felt like two hours, but I probably stayed in the stand a good hour trying not to screw it up and getting out of there. that dough was still right there. And I think he hung because he knew he owned her. You know what I mean? Yep. But he just was not comfortable. Whether it was my thermals or whether it was whatever. And it's easy to look back at that a thousand times and be like, yeah, no, I could have shot him in the neck or I, whatever. But I mean, I'm t- we're talking about a two hundred and seventy-five pound. I mean, just a huge, huge deer that if I can't pull the trigger on him and know that he's going to die right there or or run off and die, I ain't shooting him. So I laid off of him, and that was for sure the, I mean, that was my new number one, Mm -hmm. and here he was definitely in range, and I just couldn't do it, and I I didn't feel good about it, and... He stayed, man, he was just locked in, staying where he was, and he wasn't going to do nothing, so i didn't I obviously didn't shoot um well, i don't I don't regret it i don't I don't know what would have happened, maybe I'd have killed him right there, maybe I'd have missed him, maybe whatever, but he sure as hell wouldn't have been in the next morning when I was back in there hunting if I'd have taken that shot, and I don't want to wound a deer like that, and i i I let him go,
0: yeah, I think you made the right call, I know I did, yeah. You don't, as a hunter who cares about the animals we're we're chasing, right? You don't want to do that. I mean, these animals that we're chasing, it's it's not like we're just out there blazing up the forest and no. you know Elmer Fudd like no everybody way. thinks we're doing. But I mean, you know, you take a lot a lot of pride in what you do. And well, you know, I got a lot of to... you
1: know, and I know you do too. And I know the guys that we hunt with and the guys that we hang around with got a ton of respect for these animals and. You know, I'm. If there's any, (laughs) I'm not gonna take desperate shots at mature deer. I'm like we talked about earlier. I'm trying to. I I wish everybody that hunted around me hunted with a, you know, the idea of just killing deer in a higher age structure, regardless of what they score. Um. And this deer is, yeah, I, he's for sure five or six. Um, I don't know how old he is, but he's just a big, huge giant. And
0: Well, and hopefully he's there next year for you. Right, you exactly. And, I,
1: and you know what? Yeah. You take a bad shot at a deer, you got to live with it. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep and i'm not i'm not out there shooting on hopes and prayers i i would recommend anybody that hunts and 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 cares about the animals they're hunting goes after the same way um
0: yeah i mean even it even goes back to hunter safety you know i remember when i was 11 years old yep what's like rule number three be sure of your target and what's beyond and what's beyond it yep yep and i mean that's just the kind of stuff that. Baked India. I mean, you you remember that kind of stuff. And, and you know what? That's I'll, good
1: to... I'll always remember what it felt like and what it looked like watching that buck for 10 minutes, hoping he took two more steps. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you got right. enough time to, like... I mean, I had the gun on him, like... Uh, can't can't kill him right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm yep. like, all he's got to do is, you know, that doe's 30 yards ahead of him. All he's got to do is just move those big-ass front shoulders he's got <laughs> up the hill a couple more steps, and I'm going <laughs> to, you know. That's but game over then. But you know what? With the big oak encounter... That was one of the ones that's just so typical of hunting where it's like you hunt all year, and then now you got a good one that comes by you, and you can't just expect him to stop when you when you mop he didn't care how many times I mopped at him till the last time I mopped at him, <laughs> and he finally stopped when he was twenty five yards behind me, you know he didn't care, yeah, he didn't care at all and and this deer here, I wasn't going to try any of that stuff because I knew, I mean, I was lucky to see him in that situation and, and even almost have a shot at him, you yep. know what I mean? Yep. Now, that's a deer that is still out there that fingers crossed i'll run into this last week of the season and maybe it maybe it pays off that i do sure. you know what i mean sure that's how that's how i look at it and and regardless if i do or i don't um you know, i i'm not i'm not taking shots at deer that i ain't i ain't killing yep. you know what i mean
0: so speaking of taking shots at deer you're killing yeah now you hunted a new that we were we talked about earlier you hunted a new property in wisconsin and this was during the rifle rifle season in wisconsin which is a little bit later end of november yep talk a little bit about that season
1: well so first of all when we talk wisconsin i gotta thank tom and his dad bill for even ever inviting me over there um their family friends um we went over there me and my brother tim went over there uh earlier and you know just kind of like walked the land and and got a idea of of you know what what it was it's a it's a huge chunk of land it's pushing a thousand acres right you know i hunt 26 acres (laughs) here in minnesota so going to a spot like that i've always wanted to hunt wisconsin anyways yeah um you know it's primarily ag um it's i don't want to say it's river bottom but it's river bordering land it's really really big mature trees um that border the river and then it's a lot of ag you know like say to the east of that Mm -hmm. that runs north and south Mm -hmm. um we ran cameras over there went over there and checked stands and moved stands around and trim stands and all that stuff Uh, you gotta i mean really just an I would say unlimited potential for that spot, um, especially how it's how it's hunted now, where it's basically gets hunted that first week in a rifle season, you know. Um, so yeah, we set up cameras over there. Um, had, had some really nice bucks, considering that I don't know what to expect over there for what you know we're coming from winona county yep where i know what i consider a good buck around here i don't know what they consider a good buck over there sure. but i know what a good buck is yeah and multiple mature good bucks on camera i kind of feel like the rut this year for here and for over there was earlier than than expected this year okay um So, you know, their season being behind, you know, maybe next year, hopefully, you know, I get the opportunity to still hunt that property and and help them out with managing their deer and and trying to get that spot more dialed in. That's what really I'm looking forward to. Mm -hmm. But there's a ton of deer over there. And there's a ton of bucks. And there's a ton of nice bucks. And there's some really, really, really big does over there which for me being a guy that's like yep i'll come over and i'll help you hunt whatever you want me to shoot i'm more than happy to to do that if you want to shoot does i'll shoot does believe me i don't need to come over here and shoot a buck i'll shoot does yep and i'm telling you some of these big old donkey head does over (laughs) in wisconsin had me licking my chops (laughs) you know but we focused in on um you know, there's a lot of good stands that they already had over there. And what I kept telling Tom, um, is that, man, I think you guys got good stands over here and obviously you have great ground. It's just, now you got to figure out how to dial them in, you know, and that's kind of how my season went over there. So we, I, I went over there and I hunted with Tom and his dad, but, uh, excuse me bill and and i had a like a real deer camp Mm -hmm. you know first time hunting in wisconsin we hunt around here and everybody you know you hunt with tim and charlie and jordy and all the rest but you guys hunt at your spot and i hunt at my spot and we get together afterwards and toby comes down and and freed comes down and we all have a good time but we don't necessarily all stay where we hunt like an old school, yep, yep, deer camp, yep, and that's all. Guys this was, weekend you're all yeah. pouring drinks and having steaks, and somebody's you know, like, bringing food. You're, yeah, you know, like there's somebody's bringing a casserole, and and it's just a, it's just a good, it's just a good time. That's what I look forward to even more than just being able to hunt over there and and shoot a buck or shoot does or whatever it was like.
0: This is gonna be a real deer camp. Yep. Yeah, you know? you're sitting up playing poker till two AM. <laughs>
1: <Yeah.
0: laughs> right. Stumbling out to your stand three hours later. Yeah. So yeah,
1: it was uh Wisconsin was um man, I looked forward to it for so long, you know, running we running uh cell cams over there and seeing all these deer and, and and plenty of good bucks on camera. And then you get to like where it's going to be deer camp time and you're like no oh, i'm going to bring this and this and this and and he's going to bring this and you're all communicating together and like well the first night we get there we're going to show up and we're going to be at the cabin they got a cabin that's you know less than 100 yards off the river. it's beautiful it's it's prototypical deer camp what yeah. i pictured deer camp to be and yeah we I, I showed up there and, and met him and his family and, and the other guys that were gonna be there hunting and yeah, the one guy brought a casserole and the other guy brought <laughs> this and this guy brought whiskey and this I you know it was just fun, but I didn't know what to expect. You know, sure. I never hunted in Wisconsin. And they give you you know, you buy your license over there, you like you get X amount of tags with your license, which is different than Minnesota.
0: X amount of antlerless tags.
1: Yep. 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 And yeah, we man it was it was just so fun like being in a camp knowing that like we're all going to just laugh and have fun and get up tomorrow and we're just going to walk out to our stands. Yeah. We're not I'm not I'm not going to leave my house here and drive 35 minutes like you are or, or I do or Tim does or whatever. You're just going to get out and you're going to walk to your stand. Yeah. And man them guys over in wisconsin what i what i didn't well so we're sitting there and obviously i can't talk about everything that happens in deer camp because that's just a rule (laughs) but everybody's having a good time everybody's talking about what to expect the next morning i'm like tom what are we doing what do we what do you want me to shoot you know like wow we want to we want to shoot deer you know I'm like, are we waiting for one of these nice bucks on camera? Are we shooting does? What are we doing? You shoot what you want to shoot, you know? And I'm, I'm not over there. I'm not going to go shoot young bucks, I'm, but I'll, I'll shoot does. You know, if, if that's my best opportunity is to shoot does, I'll shoot does. But I know there's good bucks around. And I kind of approached it like where, where I had my camera i wanted to put a stand but also i don't want to like infringe on where anybody else's stands are that i don't know it's my first time in that camp i don't want to like cut somebody off or whatever so i just said tom where do you want where do you where do you want me to go you know i'm leaving it up to him you know and he's like well i'm gonna i'm gonna be in a stand that we set up for him earlier that was called the ferrari stand (laughs) which is a cool name for a stand and just a I mean this spot you see this spot and it's like a a spot for monster bucks it's just so beautiful it's you can see the river from the stand there's like a three acre four acre cornfield cut just got cut the week before in front of them (laughs) yep on the right side of it's a thicket with like Going to a swamp behind him' big hardwood that's just a little bedding cover, little food, little it's creek just a crossing, little bit of everything A little yeah. bit of everything, but you're hunting with a rifle, you can shoot a long ways, and this spot covers a ton of it, you know so tom Tom put me in the stand he wanted me to be in, which was actually um yeah, probably within seventy five yards of where Tim ran his camera mm-hmm. um so i had plenty of intel on what was out there too and i'm like yeah sure i'll i'll sit there (laughs) that's a good stand yeah you know tim sending me pictures all the bucks that are using it and yeah we get out there and it's and it's opening morning and and we're up early and you know it's deer camp you're you're climbing out of you know everybody's getting dressed together and his old man is is getting dressed and he's gonna go sit back behind the cabin and Tom's going to walk down to his stand, and we're going to drive out, and we're going to park here and walk to our stands. I'm not kidding you. Them boys in Wisconsin, they like to shoot. (laughs) Like, I've heard shooting like that on, like, opener of duck season before. Yeah. (laughs) That's about it. Yeah. You know, like. Just everywhere. I mean, it's hard to keep track of where the shots are coming from. It's just a continuous, and and the rifles. So yeah. it's hard to, for me at least, to judge the distance because I'm used to shotgun hunting and hunting by, by myself. But, man, they bang over there like crazy. <laughs> and I'd heard Tom shoot multiple times and and thought the guy that was hunting in the mailbox they call it because it always delivers (laughs) stan heard him shoot and um you know i'm sitting there and i'm it kind of took me a little bit to get used to of you know I'm, i'm pulling my binoculars up i'm shooting a 270 yep thank you cowboy for letting me use your 270 um but i I I had seen like 6 or 7 deer till I finally was like I got a I got a rifle. I don't need to be using binoculars. <laughs> I can look through the scope until I I'm like damn it. Everybody is shooting like crazy. I could have probably shot three or four deer if, you know, like I'm I'm used to shooting deer 50 yards with a shotgun. Right. You know. So Tom shoots and wait a while and there's all I mean just the shooting over there is something I'll never forget. It's just constant. It's just, and I don't know if it's, you know, where we were on the river or how they hunt over there or whatever. But just well,
0: there's a lot of deer over there too. There's a know, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, and especially where we hunted. I mean, the numbers of deer were pretty insane. Yeah, you know, for like getting into a new spot and hoping you see, excuse me, see something.
0: So that first weekend you were there, speaking of a lot of deer.
1: Yeah.
0: You you ended up having a pretty pretty action well, uh,
1: morning that one morning. Well, so opening morning, after I saw like my seventh deer and was like and I had heard seventy five other shots from God knows where and realized like oh yeah, that's right, I I got a scope I can Well and here comes two does. Bumbling by me, and I'm like, "Why?" I mean, I'm here to kill deer. Yeah. Bang! Dropped one, and I was like, just turned into like Chris Kyle. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> shot the first doe. She went down. The doe behind her ran like ten more yards and stopped. <laughs> dropped her. My like, Jesus! I'm like oh, I just shot two does. I'm sitting there like five minutes later here comes <laughs> shot another doe now i'm like well i got three tags but i don't know what everybody else has got you know and we might have fucking 10 deer dead right. for all i know
0: right because you can party hunt in wisconsin with those, right. those extra tags yeah
1: so i'm i already i got three i got three deer dead all within 50 yards of my stand i Could have shot them all with a shotgun, anyways. But it was, I mean, for being in a new spot for the first time, I couldn't beat it. Right. I could have, I could have, I could have maybe, you know, waited for whatever to come by me. But man, I guess we were, we're going to kill some deer and and fill the freezer. So I was. I was laying them down, man. It was fun. It Sounds was Sounds like a blast. And it was yeah, it was it was bang bang and then about 5 minutes later it was bang again and and there was 3 of them down within they all and actually they all died within about 20 yards of each other. So I had 3 deer dead within 50 of my 50 yards of my stand all <laughs> within 20 yards of each other. That's
0: as it. It it was that's as good as it gets. That's just good clean fun.
1: And that was at like 9:30 in the morning. Yeah. You know, like and then so I go to meet Tom and we come back and we take care of my three deer and, you know, we go back and we have lunch and all that because it's a good deer camp, Yeah, you know, we go, go back, have lunch. And then, you know, it was like, everybody's
0: telling their stories from the morning, grabbing a beer. And and it was
1: like, you know how over here I'm like, yeah, I saw like four or five this morning. Like over there, it's like the one kid's like, yeah, I seen like 35 deer this morning. (laughs) And the other kid's like, "Yeah, I saw like thirty-two deer." I'm like, "What the? F-? You know, like just, just a different world, yeah, c- compared to what I'm used to for sure by yep. myself over here." But it was like the the real, you know, hunting camp. Like yeah. everybody's happy for each other. Like you know, could care less who shot the biggest, whatever. Yeah, it was just everybody happy about somebody. Shooting something and and so, and helping everybody else out.
0: So, what were some what were some takeaways from that that that
1: time you spent over
0: there? Is there anything that you can use from over there that you'll you'll bring back to Minnesota?
1: Well, my the, my 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 favorite part about being over there is spending time with Wild Bill, Tom's dad. Okay. That was my favorite. Just cuz he's just a just one of those guys that is like you'll tell your kids about him. Yeah. You know, like I just love spending time with him and t- and and the whole deer camp, but outside of hunting, that was my number one thing is spending time with his old man cuz it's just he's just aces. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, outside of spending time with Bill and everybody in deer camp is just the potential of the spot. Okay. You know, like I said, you know, you got a lot of good stands over here. You just got to probably dial them in a little bit more. And I think that's pretty true for, for what I saw. Um, but I mean, Jesus, you you shoot three deer. My, I shot three deer myself and you got, two other guys in your party that's up 30 plus year and there's plenty of big bucks over there it's just a matter of getting it dialed in right to where you're all gonna have success you know what i mean like and everybody did have success but getting what you want to get out of the spot i just think that in the future you know like when we went over there we kind of opened their eyes to like mock scrapes and and running cell cams and and doing stuff like that where they're more of, like, I don't want to say they're more of, like, meat hunters, sure. but they're, like, it's an old-school deer camp. Yep. You know, everybody's there to shoot deer, but that spot has so much potential. That if you that,
0: maybe put the recon into it, yeah, you know, did the mock scrapes, did the food
1: plots the way... Instead of just normal ag land or. And I think that like next year, I mean, there was times that I had uh, deer on camera that I was like, God, I should be over there bull hunting right now. You know, like it was killing me not to be over there with the action that I, I I had a hot doe in front of my cell cam one day, one morning. And it was like, you get those pictures where it's like, the snow's falling. There's a hot dough standing in front of my camera for like an hour. And there's bucks running other bucks off around her. And there's like seven different bucks just trying to stake out this doe, you know, 10 days before I'm going to be over there or whatever it was. Whenever that fell, it was just like, oh, boy. So I'm hoping that next year I can do that um, and, and spend some time over there, not just rifle hunting. Cause it's a, it's a gold mine over there where yeah. we were, where we hunted and, and they can, there's a lot of things that I saw, you know, just stand placement. Um, you know, you gotta, it's up to the people that own the land of what they want it to be. Right but that's one of the places that i've hunted in my life where i was like man it it could really 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 be good if you just i mean it is good it is really good but it could be really good for mature bucks sure as well sure there's they're out there um so i don't know what they want to do moving forward i know they want to make it better and i know they want to you know kill big deer like everybody else wants to kill big deer but yeah everybody wants to shoot a big old buck. they got they got a lot of potential over there that's for sure yeah it sounds like it
0: even and even from you know the pictures you've showed me and the kind of the stand locations you showed me it yeah it looks looks like it's got all the right ingredients
1: absolutely it's um i mean it's damn near a thousand acres yeah you know yeah it's it holds a lot of deer a lot of deer use it the river's there a lot of egg a lot of mature everything you everything you want in a really good deer spot it's just how do you want that spot to be do you want to just kill deer on it or do you want to turn it into a spot where you manage it for bigger deer yeah you know what i mean right
0: yeah i'm excited to see how uh see what next season holds for you
1: wisconsin was a lot of fun <laughs>
0: it always is I, I i'm fortunate enough to uh, have married a gal from central wisconsin and it it's night nice. it's a great time of year to hunt cuz you know shotgun season in minnesota just wraps up yep and you get to go out and it's usually a little bit colder the deer are doing different things they're not you know prime rut they're kind of winding down maybe looking for the second rut but they're they're usually always looking for food so yeah. It's a it's a great time of year to hunt, and
1: I and I think it just overall. I mean, Minnesota and Wisconsin, I guess combined or however you want to look at it. I feel like the rut happened here a little bit earlier and sure. there than like typical for what I saw for rutting activity, and um, threw me off a little bit. But you know, I had opportunities with with nice deer yeah it just wasn't like the you know i didn't i didn't have that one day where it was like just lights out crazy bonkers but it was it was pretty consistent it was just a little bit earlier than typically you know how it falls at least for like our shotgun season you know what i mean yeah yeah well cool
0: yeah it's gonna be it'll be interesting i I always get i always i always get super excited for the next season oh god yeah. whether you know whether it be during this season still yet like you, you were talking about you got uh you got a little bit of time left
1: yep but it's getting thin it's getting thin for time but i mean it's as good as time as any yeah to kill a big one It's it it's harder to get on them right now but man they're still out there and if you have something like I I really don't have like a you know a tremendous food source to hunt destination right now food plot yep. or anything. Yep, I don't have nothing like that. But I know that there is still deer that I want to kill that are using the spot that I hunt. Yep. So I mean it's it's crapshoot, but like everybody says, you ain't gonna kill them from the couch. That's right. You know. So I'll I'll be out I'll be out these next. uh you know, whatever week and change we got, hopefully a handful of times. I'm for sure going to go out and shoot some does. Right. Or or I'd preferably like to shoot two more does. Um, Obviously, I'd like to shoot a big buck, but, you know, for where I hunt, there can certainly be more does killed. Um, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. (laughs) You know?
0: Yeah, it's a good time of year to do it. I mean easy to get off for holiday the holiday season you know and you talk to your boss especially when he's off in Mexico <laughs> <laughs> Not
1: good for him yeah but uh yeah
0: good time of year to do it it lines up right for work but
1: well and that that and the other thing is man you got like a week in change left to do anything you know and if you don't go out and try, you're gonna kick yourself all winter. Right. You yep. know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I I don't care if we get ten inches of snow and it's the second to last day and I don't have it, I gotta go out there and try. Right. Because it's fourth and goal right now. Well, exactly. Yeah. We need a score. Yeah. You don't sit back and get the kicker
0: out here. You know how you gotta goal line push you're going for it
1: right put your head down and get out there and eat the cold and hey i mean maybe there's something to be said about you know big deer that get back on their feet when the pressure gets low and get back on their early season schedules or or whatever you want to tell yourself but i don't know i i know that i just bought a ground blind tonight that i got a pretty good setup in that I might have to have you come film me, shoot a dough, or maybe crush one let's do it you know i gotta i gotta be out there yeah. i only I only got a week and change left in the season to to punch those tags, and i don't like eating them <laughs> you know yeah
0: so that being said we're getting uh we're getting down to the nitty gritty pretty here pretty much here in uh, in the fantasy football world too oh boy. <laughs>
1: Yes, How, we are.
0: Uh, you're in a couple different leagues, one with me, one that's your own league. Yep. How's uh we were looking at that at the at the
1: league that we're in together. We were <laughs> looking at that earlier tonight. Well, so I gotta first of all I gotta get a give a shout out to El Jralski. She just took me out of that league. Ooh. But you know what? And you were doing pretty good in that league until you played me. No, uh... <laughs> See, what happened in that league was I beat the number one team, then the next week I beat the number two team, then the next week I beat the number one team, and then the next week I beat the number two team till I became the number one team. And I rode that all the way to the week before the playoffs, and then I lost. And then Big Mac and Mitch. <laughs> because of points, dumped me from my one spot to the three spot. Yeah. So I had to play a little El three playing a six, and I had three players from the Cardinals, and they got dump trucked by the Lions and absolutely <laughs> killed me. And I still had a chance tonight because I had the Rams defense going against uh, the Seahawks, but she had Russell Wilson and D.K. Metcalf, yep. who both had garbage games, by the way, but she beat me by like six points. <laughs> oh. So she knocked me out. So Al Jirowski, I give you all the credit in the world. Doesn't matter position, whatever your position it is, you just got to beat the person in front of you. And she That's beat right. me. That's she right. beat me. Now you're on a you're on a buy this week. Good for you. Yeah. And so is Mitch. Good for him. But I'm out. But in my other league, we talked about this the first time. I actually ended up with the second pick in that league. Okay. And I did take Delvin Cook. You did.
0: Good yes, pick. I did. Good pick.
1: And. I have a first round by in that league, so I'm not playing until next week. So I'm still alive in that league. Unfortunately, in the league that you're in with me, I'm dead to the world.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's tough. It fantasy fantasy football is tough. It's, uh,
1: it's just it's a crap. It's a, cra- like a crapshoot. You
0: play people that are projected better, and they got better matchups. <laughs> and they, you play those people, and the people on your bench that have poor matchups are scoring 30 points and
1: uh, it's It's always tough when you get knocked out of the playoffs by an 11 year old girl by an 11 year old girl (laughs) (laughs) but i hope she well either you or mitch are gonna have to play her next week and uh i'm rooting for her i hate to say it yeah yeah you know but it is what it is that's that's the fun of fantasy football it's you know you got to get yourself in a position where you can do something and Oh, yeah.
0: As and, much as I want to win that $1,200, bucks, <laughs> i would love to see an 11-year-old girl win that 1200 bucks.
1: <laughs> she could do it. Oh, yeah. She's, it, she's in it now. She just knocked me out. So she takes over the three spot and whoever she's going to play, I don't know if you're the one of the two seed, but... I guess it depends on the other matchup, but somebody's gonna play El Jowski next week and you better watch your ass. yeah. Yep. <laughs> team
0: team rubber ducky. <laughs> yeah. Rubber <laughs> ducky. <laughs> That's
1: <laughs> a big 10-4.
0: <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. So uh, I guess one last question. We're we're getting towards the end here. It's getting almost past my bedtime. Who who do you want to hear from on this podcast?
1: Hmm. Well, I tell you what. We both know him. I uh I I mentioned this to him recently. I don't know if I need to call him out or whatever, but the guy that I think you should have on this podcast is Mark Kaiser. Okay. Yep.
0: Yeah, I've talked to Mark before. He's, he he I actually talked to him Probably, what oh, was a few months before my my first archery elk hunt? Yeah, he was super helpful. You know, I I, I didn't pry too far with uh, with stuff or locations or anything, but kind of just some general information. And man, he yeah, I think super helpful.
1: I don't know where you know. I don't want to get into like ranking. Mark Kaiser is a guy that I looked up to. Like my whole life coming up, and the guy is an. I mean, in my opinion, is an absolute living legend in the hunting industry. Yeah, and what what I why I first um, liked him so much is because he like he hunts like how I hunt. Like he'll he'll try anything to get after him. Like he he'll he'll put a move on a deer or an elk or, or, whatever. He, he's active, you know, he moves around, he'll, he, he, he gets after it and he, he is just such a wealth of knowledge in so many different areas that I just think that you could talk to him about anything, yeah. you know, hunting wise, whether it's elk or coyotes or, or tail mule deer, anything. The guy is more helpful than anybody i've ever talked to that's a well-known person in the hunting industry and he's he's always just been like so open and willing to like just help any way he can you know yeah that i i know he's on a he's on a bunch of different hunting shows and he's whatever you know he's he's to me he's right up there with the best guys out there right now or in the last 20 years just consistent always and um i think he'd be great i think he'd be great to have on here i think he'd probably talk your ear off yeah and yeah. i think he can talk about anything that you'd want to talk about with him so i'm gonna say mark kaiser all right
0: well i hope to talk to him uh yeah i might have to give a give a shout out to him but yeah, let's uh, let's get out uh, get out some time in the season, and, or well, what we have left of the season, and uh, we'll get after some does. Or if, I mean, hey, whatever you got, you got. It sounds like you got some bucks left on camera.
1: I still got a good one. I yeah. still got a good one that's using this spot. A couple cards up left I'd, up your sleeve. I'd love to. Ah, uh, I got a couple <laughs> cards left up my sleeve. I'd love to have you come try to film me get one killed. All right, man. Well, we'll get after
0: it and then uh, we'll talk to you later, man. Thanks for, he- thanks for coming on again. It's been a pleasure. Hey, thanks to have for you. having me, Big Mac. All I right, love it. All right, man. We'll talk to you later.